Welcome back to episode 20 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into To Love Rue. Released in 2008 by Studio Zebek, it has 26 episodes and comes in both a sub and a dub. I would highly recommend you watch it in sub. As usual, I checked out a clip of its dub on YouTube. It sounded corny. To Love Rue follows a pretty generic boy named Rito Yuki, who while in the bath one night has a surprise visitor. An alien princess named Lala Devaluke, who is teleported into Rito's hands. Lala is fleeing from alien soldiers who are trying to return her back to her home planet. Out of pure instinct, Rito grabs Lala in an attempt to help her escape her pursuers. After a rooftop chase through the town and things settle down, Lala informs Rito she accepts his offer. A confused Rito soon comes to find that the way he touched Lala is an alien way of proposing. Rito is now engaged to Lala, making him the next ruler of the universe. Now, Rito is one of the most ungrateful lucky guys I've ever seen. You have a gorgeous space princess literally land in your lap. For whatever reason, she falls head over heels in love with you. Getting with her sets you up for life. You'll be the master of the universe, choosing to do as you wish. Yet, Rito still complains at every turn and doesn't accept Lala's love because he has a crush on some basic shy girl at school. Now my biggest issue with Rito is how are you going to constantly scold your stunning fiancé for crawling into bed with you? Accept that gift for all the jealous soldiers, aka every other guy at your school. As well, Rito crumbles every time he sees Lala naked, like the first time I could understand, but he either sees or makes contact with her while she's naked like 16 times in this season, not to mention all the other girls that he sees nude. How is it still shocking that many times in? Rito lives with his sister Mikan, who welcomes Lala and Zatsun into the home with open arms. She stops Rito from breaking off the engagement and shows Lala around town. And of course, this is an anime, so their parents work all the time or are overseas, so having Lala just move in is no issue at all. Now, Lala is a beauty with a bubbly personality, and even if her inventions don't always work as intended, she's very creative for thinking them up. On top of that, she is smart enough to engineer and create the products herself. Lala has no shame proudly announcing her and Rito are engaged to the whole school, and she's very comfortable in her own skin, sometimes to a fault, being naked in public a ridiculous amount of times this season. And Lala has like super outer world strength, but we often see her soft side, especially when it comes to Rito. And then we have Haruna, who is Rito's crush from school. She's also interested in Rito, but she's too shy to express her feelings. I mean, the pair of them can't even muster the courage to talk to one another for more than a minute without it being awkward or embarrassing. The most Rito and Haruna do is mutter each other's names over and over, Yuki-kun, Sarenji. With the amount and ridiculousness of the failed attempts of Rito trying to confess to Haruna, you could almost say it was written in the stars there was something else out there for him. His entire reason for loving her is she didn't believe a rumor about him, like, wow, what a whirlwind romance. And if you haven't figured it out, it's not that I don't like Haruna as a character, I just feel that there was no romantic connection between her and Rito. Even when the show spent time on putting them together, when she helped him train, like, I could care less. That position should have gone to Ren, whose entire introduction was based around him training to be the greatest man in the universe to be worthy of Lala. So when Rito is tasked with that same objective, I think he should have went to Ren for help, 
like get Ren to train him, seeing as this is what he does. It would make sense as this is Ren's ambition, so he could aid Rito in saving Earth, and it would also give him some much-needed development and purpose as a character. And then we got Golden Darkness, aka Yami. If she didn't look like a child, she would 100% be my waifu. I love her personality. Her motivation of I can't let Rito die because I have to be the one to kill him was hilarious. And most of the girls that Rito has one of his like accidents with either just accept it or enjoy it. But Yami does not play with that. Accident or not, she beats him down every single time. And I really enjoyed her powers from like the club foot, the morphing blades, the hair punches. Like Darkness was just a fun and cute character. And it was also good to have her around as she could actually seriously fight when the group needed it. Her introduction also showed us that Rito has the gift that most main characters have, a god level efficiency in dodging attacks with absolutely no training. And Yami's fight with Zatsun and Lala was awesome. All her attacks and dodging, it was great. I actually wish the series had more fights like that. And even though there wasn't much for big fight scenes in this series, I really did enjoy all the spaceship fighting. It looked really retro, like super cool. So for the first 12 episodes of this series, it seemed to be like a week to week rinse and repeat story. Some space creature previously rejected by Lala comes to Earth to claim her before she married Rito. This leads to many wacky circumstances for Rito and the gang. Lala uses some invention that goes haywire. Like it was just always a fun little story that was somewhat self-contained. And it did lead to character building and expanding the universe. But I will say if that had continued for a full 26 episodes, I would have probably dropped this series. But instead we do actually get a goal and a direction for the story to take. Episode 13 is one of my favorites for a few reasons. The first, we see just how many lovely girls have undeservingly come into Rito's life, as throughout the day many unfortunate encounters happen with them. And when Lala's father appears, I actually wish he was menacing, like they had kept that presence. Instead, they went for the quick, cheap laugh of, oh, he's like small and adorable. I will say, though, his drip during this season was deadly. All his outfits were so cool. But the real reason I enjoyed this episode is Rito gets called out for his indecisive bullshit. He's being unfair, leading all the girls on by not figuring out his true feelings. And I really love Lala defending Rito and letting him, as well as the audience, know exactly how she feels about him and why she loves him. Like, for me, this was great, because let's be real, Rito is just an average guy with no ambition. Like, Peke calls it out in episode one. Like, who is this bland-looking guy? And Lala's love towards him up to this point is shallow, like, she doesn't really know what it means. She's just saying it. She told him in, like, episode two, you listened to me and you were nice to me. Like, that's no reason to marry him. But when she actually explains how Rito is kind and caring and he always does his best even if he's outmatched. Like, he's this weak earthling, but he'll still take on these monsters for Lala. And not just for Lala, but, like, for his friends. Like, he'll rise to the occasion even when the odds are against him. Like, Lala sees the qualities in Rito that other people do not see. And she even hits her father with the, like, he has no say in who she chooses to love. Like, this was actually my second favorite episode of the season. And I'm actually going to talk about my favorite episode and my least favorite episode. So my favorite episode was episode 24 for so many reasons. The first of all is all the different personalities we see from Lala caused by her space flu. Like, the entire season, we see her with zero embarrassment when it comes to being naked with Rito. But this time she like runs out of the room screaming. And Rito and Lala going forehead to forehead was just absolutely adorable. At this point Rito starts to get feelings for Lala's shy nature. And I don't even think he likes Harana. I think he's just into shy girls. And then we had Sundere Lala. Like oh my god they just fit so much into this episode. 
And even the dramatic change in Lala's tone when she goes into like conquering mode was fantastic. The android battle showed just how shallow his friendships were with some of the people in his circle. Like they all turned on him in an instant just to get a little bit of power and a little bit of land. The finale has Lala being cured by Rito finally realizing he has affection for her. That was absolutely great. Now my least favorite episode was number 20. The entire thing was spent on the magical girl television show Lala loves. Like this season of To Love Rue definitely needed to like trim the fat. And you could have easily started here. Like this series could have been 15 episodes. This story had no connection to any of the characters that I enjoy, and it wasn't even a good story. I felt about it just how Rito did at the end of the episode. Like, he's bored and uninterested. He's just yawning, and Lala's like, what a great episode. And Rito's kind of like, oh, was it? Like, that's how I was. It's like, oh, was it? So To Love Rue was my first anime series that showed nudity. After Lala and Rito meet in the bath, I immediately contacted Kaylee Kale. I was like, hey man, this series is like showing everything. And at this point, all the other series that I had seen have been like, covered with a strand of hair or like steam from the shower and Kaylee Kalen informed me like there's plenty of shows out there like this so I was just kind of naive I thought these things were reserved for a special place on the internet but I just wanted to take this opportunity to kind of like explain my philosophy on fan service and nudity in anime it's not something that I need or find really adds anything to a show unless it's used in a funnier creative way and the way I judge these like kind of like etchy shows is if the nudity was completely removed from the season, would there still be a good enjoyable story? And I think so when it comes to To Love Rue. I will say the etchy content never went overboard enough to take away from the story, but it did come close at certain points. The major one for me is when the red octopus starts like groping Harana and Lala. Like I'm not a tentacle man, so I was just sending screenshot after screenshot to Kaylee Kale like, dude. I can't believe this is happening right now. Like, what is the point of this? That octopus was one of the best animated things in this series, and they used it for, like, a feeling up gag. Like, the showrunners could have had, like, a serious fight against this thing, but instead we just used it on a cheap laugh. Another issue was sometimes Lala having malfunctions at school just got unnecessarily repetitive. Like, Peke fails every damn week. Why not just wear actual Earth clothing? But like I said, while this was noticeable and occasionally over the top, it never really took my enjoyment away from the show so I just kind of kept it moving all right now let's get into some nitpicks Saki's laugh was just awful and for me it wasn't even comedic as I'm sure it was intended to be another nitpick would be Lala pulling on Buddy's belly button with the tweezers like I felt that every time and I want to know who runs this school like perverted principle aside no one stops Lala chasing Rito around with a sharp instrument in the biology lab the teacher has no objection to Ren entering class, declaring his love for Lala, and he only steps in like way later. Also, no one really finds Lala's tail alarming, and like weird creatures show up all the time, most often in explosive battles. I mean, the school gets wrecked in the field day competition. Speaking of which, like who approved the task to be performed by the students on field day? I mean, we see students get kidnapped or groped in the open, like, I just don't understand how this school is still operational. The next thing would be Rito being thrown off the space frog's back during the darkness introduction. Like, he would have first never been able to jump up there, but second, his back would have been broken from falling from that height. Same as everyone when they free fall into the jungle during the hunting episode. Like, they would all be dead. And also, how does Harana not have brain damage? She gets knocked out like four times this season. As for the end of this season, like, as I said, Rito is lucky as hell. There is no way he could have completed the final test alone. 
like nobody could. Darkness, who is a badass, could not have done that alone. Luckily, Rito has friends with Hummers and helicopters to get him through the alien death race. I just kind of wish that they had made it more realistic of a challenge that like Rito would have to rise and overcome himself. Now, after all of that, I will say that I did enjoy Lala calling off the wedding because she wants to take Rito's feelings into consideration. And I thought it was amazing that the entire series had Lala's inventions failing. So, of course, her mind erase would not work. So everything just continued as normal. I thought that was a really clever way to end things off. As for quote of the series, it goes to Lala. Even though I have a tail, I do not transform during a full moon. I see what you did there. Very well done. As for the opening of this season, I want to give it a huge shout out. It is one of my favorite, both in music and display. To me, it comes out of like a drunken college party movie. It reminds me of something that would open for Van Wilder or Euro Trip or American Pie the Naked Mile. The opening was dope. I just love it. All right, now we get to Best Girl Waifu and Harem. There were a lot of options in this series. I mean, Darkness and Yui were certainly in the running, but Lala's Best Girl and really the only option for Rito this season. I mentioned the show did nothing to make Haruna a candidate for Rito as a love interest. As much as Rito complains about Lala being around, she brings excitement and adventure into his life. Without her, he would just continue to spend his days on the couch, letting life pass him by. I mean, Haruna and Rito are just both so shy they can't even express their feelings. They're just awkward together because they're both so reserved. Rito needs an energetic over-the-top Lala to bring him out of his shell. And what really sealed the deal for Lala as the right choice for Rito is when she flies down to hug him after he completes her father's challenge. Like he actually wraps his arms around her and hugs her back, gives her that embrace. And it's just kind of like, ah, yeah, Haruna, like step aside. And Lala's voice actress is Haruka Tonatsu, who also voices Asuna from Sword Art Online. So congrats to her for voicing two top tier waifus. And yeah, Lala can get up all in my harem straight up. All right, now we get to final thoughts. To Love Rue has a special place in my heart. It's just an entertaining series full of zany characters and wacky situations. There are some nude scenes and perverted characters, but it doesn't really overpower the show. So if that's something you can handle, I would certainly recommend you check out this series. Alright, that's going to be it for this week. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.